Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives. Help people in your life by sharing these studies through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Help them to grow stronger in their faith and to come closer to God and maybe even get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to conclude our study that I've entitled, No Guts, No Glory. And we're talking about, from this expressive statement, We're talking about being willing to commit yourself to the task, to the goal, and that if you're not willing, whatever that task or goal might be, then you're not going to receive the benefits of accomplishing that task or achieving that goal. But particularly, we're not talking about in physical matters primarily. That's kind of secondary. We used a number of those as illustrations uh, for the point, to get the point across, and understand what we're talking about by no guts, no glory, but we're really making the application to the spiritual side of our life. Because this principle, no guts, no glory, is not only true and valid, and really we can think of it as being authoritative on the physical side of life, but it's equally and even more important in its application on the spiritual side of life. You cannot receive the blessings of being a Christian. You cannot be a recipient of eternal life in heaven with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit without committing your life to be lived in Christ, without becoming a Christian. No guts, no glory. And the Bible is clear on this matter. It's not a, a, you know, a kind of one in a number of alternatives for your life, whichever way you want to go, it is the only way to go if you want to be in heaven for all of eternity. You have to come to God his way, and that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14 and verse 6. The apostle Peter said, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that's Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. If you want to be in heaven for all of eternity, then you've got to come to God through Jesus Christ. You've got to make that commitment. And we've talked about how a lot of people will hold back from making the commitment to become a Christian, and that will keep them lost spiritually. Why? What would be worth holding back? Well, some people think they're going to lose friends or they're going to be kind of cast off by their family. Some people might think, well, I, I'm going to have to give up some of my practices that I really enjoy, that, but that at the same time that I know are worldly, sinful. Well, none of those things compare to being saved in Christ and to being assured of an eternal home with him in heaven. None of that and nothing else compares In fact, all of the riches, all of the whatever you want to call it from an enjoyment perspective of all the sinful ways of this world, they're all temporary and fleeting in whatever pleasure you get from them. But if you put them all together and you put all the riches of this world together, 
they would not begin to compare with the glory that awaits you in heaven for all of eternity. But no guts, no glory. If you're not willing to give up all of the worldly ways, all of the sinfulness that is so prevalent and overwhelming in this world today within humanity as a, as a whole, then you're not going to be in heaven. If you're not willing to give your life to Christ as you're baptized into him, immersed in the waters for the remission of your sins, for salvation. Acts 2 and verse 38, Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. Then you're not going to be in heaven. You have to make up your mind. You have to make the commitment, and you have to follow through on a consistent basis. It's not just becoming a Christian, but then it's living the Christian life. We talked about that in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, and, chap- and verses 22 through 24. You need to keep growing spiritually, keep maturing spiritually. Jesus said in Revelation 2 and verse 10, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. You see, it's a lifestyle. Christianity, the Christian life, is not a sprint. It's a marathon that lasts all through your life on this earth once you become a Christian. Now, if you're not willing to run that race, no guts, no glory. You will not receive the, the blessings that God has waiting for you in heaven through eternity. You have to commit yourself to grow in knowledge of God's word. The apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Study, the King James Version translates it from the Greek. Other translations say be diligent. The sense is the same, though. To present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or correctly handling the word of truth. And the word of truth is God's word. John 17 and verse 17. And Jesus said it is that very truth that will set you free from the condemnation of sin. John 8 and verse 32. Why? Why do we get together every single day through these today's Bible class short studies to keep us in God's Word, to keep us learning His Word, to keep us strong and even growing stronger in our faith? to keep us focused on a relationship with God and upon heaven itself. Study to show yourself approved before God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The commitment has to be there. The Apostle Paul put it this way, referring to himself, his own life. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said, I'm no longer the captain of my life. I've turned that over to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm living by his will as he has had communicated to me through his word. The life that I live, 
It is governed. It is directed. It is guided by my faith in Christ based upon what his word, the Bible, the scriptures teach me. In Hebrews chapter 12, and, and you know, boy, what a great imagery this is. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now, chapter 11 lists a whole host of Old Testament characters that are remembered for their great faith in God. Chapter 12 begins, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and the imagery there is like all of these, and chapter 11 is remembered, referred to often as the Bible's Hall of Fame, and all of these characters of great faith that are listed in chapter 11, it's like they're standing in the stand, or rather sitting in the stands, watching us, cheering us on as we run our race through life. So since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What is that race that is set before us? Our lives. Our lives. Let us run with endurance. We're Christians. And that's what this particular letter is written to, primarily Christians. And he says, let's run that Christian race, our life, consistently, determinedly, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We need to keep our eyes on, keep our focus upon our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's waiting at the finish line for us to hand us that crown of life, symbolic of eternal life in heaven. The Apostle Paul, when he was facing imminent death, he wrote this in 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 7. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. The consequence? Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Wow. Paul said, I'm ready. I'm ready for that day. I'm ready to stand before my, lo- my Lord at judgment because I have fought the fight. I have ke- finished the race. I have kept the faith. You have to make up your mind to actively live the Christian life, not just wear the name. God, Christ, Christianity, right now, and we might say, especially in our country, they're under attack. Do you have the guts to follow Jesus? The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 6 and verse 23. The glory of eternal life in heaven awaits you, but no guts, no glory. Are you ready to make that commitment?
We'd love to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Or you can call us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. We'd love to hear from you. We can communicate back and forth in either of those ways. We can talk together. We can pray together. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the mail. All you have to do is ask for it, absolutely free. Hope to hear from you soon, because don't fall prey to no guts, no glory. That's what the devil wants for you. But God's waiting for you with open arms. Come to him through Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, help us to have the courage to not only become Christians, but to live, to, to live faithful, dedicated, committed, consistent Christian lives before you. Help us to be the shining lights you want us to be. Help us to be the seasoning salt upon the world around us, helping it to become better because of our Christian influence upon people. Please, Father, guide us in this. Help us to stand strong, to be courageous, to never give in to the wiles of the devil. And we pray for souls, Father, and we pray for our souls. Help us to have the guts to follow you faithfully. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.